We don't want to wait. We don't want to wait. You're Robin. Uh, uh, wait, you're Steph. <laughs> yes. Got uh, me. Got me. <laughs> so you had a neat thing <laughs> for your birthday. That was so neat. Yes. Uh, if anybody uh, um, doesn't know, uh, well, why don't, why don't we play part of it uh, right here? Robin, what's going on? It's James. Um, dude, I'm so sorry I missed your birthday. I'm so sorry I missed your birthday. Derek Russell reached out and let me know that it was your birthday, but it's been a crazy weekend, and I, I, I slept on your 45th. I'm sorry. That one is, that one is on me. Um, but fortunately, you are an amazing friend and father to Isabel and Juliet. And most importantly, the fact that you host a podcast called We Don't Want to Wait makes me very happy. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was a, uh, a message uh, from James Vanderbeek to me. Wishing me a happy birthday and uh, also just liking the idea of our podcast and <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I, 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 you know, it, it's, it's a cameo thing. A friend of, a friend of mine, a friend of mine, uh, Derek, uh, 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 basically paid for him to do a, like a two minute uh, message and <clears throat> I didn't obviously play the whole thing, but if you want to see the whole thing, it's in the, in our Facebook group. That's but, so nice. That is so nice. Yeah. I've always wanted to get one of those cameos before and I and or just even just get one for myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just cuz some of them are uh, you know, that doesn't cost a lot, you know. You put a 20 spot to, James Vanderbeek wasn't a 20 spot, but uh <laughs> uh luckily I didn't have to pay for it. So <laughs> but um yeah, so cool. And it's so cool that, you know, we started this podcast, you know, uh, 17 years ago. And uh, <laughs> when we were talking Dawson's Creek and we didn't want to. I know. To... He's, like, he's like, how weird when somebody wants to do a podcast about Dawson's Creek. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just so out of the blue. But, I mean, that's the thing about the podcast. I mean, you know, you're doing these minute-by-minute podcasts. Right. Like, that's so creative and neat and niche. It's so niche. Very niche. Yeah. Say, mm-hmm. say it like the French do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was uh, so nice of you. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So uh, James, if you're listening, you know, we did have a Vander Week uh, many, many years ago when we were just finishing up uh, Dawson's Creek. Maybe you want to listen to that. Maybe you don't. I'm not even sure. Um you know, we watched some of his movies and I'm like, I'm trying to struggle to remember, like, did we like dunk on <laughs> any of those movies or? <laughs> I don't think so. I think we were pretty, yeah, pretty congenial. I don't know. Yeah. I think it was like, uh, I don't know, like every one of the, we, all four of them, they had weeks uh, dedicated and we watched as many movies as we could for each of them. And I remember Michelle Williams kind of came out on top because she's been getting all these like you know great roles in in the indie scene um mm-hmm. but yeah i liked uh i liked a lot of what um james did um but anyway so let's uh fast forward into 2020 uh we're here or <laughs> and, 2006 oh yeah yeah it really isn't 2020 but we are talking about gilmore girls now and uh, we are beginning uh, season six, right? Yes. Right. And season six, we're talking about 
New and Improved Lorelai, Fight Face, The Ungraduate, and Always a Godmother, Never a God. Right. And uh, a couple of those titles I understood. Uh, one would be this one where I was like, New and Improved Lorelai, like, why didn't I just like guess that it's, you know, Rory? <laughs> To to uh, uh, Richard and Emily right off the bat. I don't even know what I guessed last week, but I'm pretty sure I didn't say anything like that. I was just kind of like, oh, duh. <laughs> All right. Well, this week, uh, these chapters are real easy because okay. apparently Lorelai and uh, Roy are going to be on two different shows right now, even more <laughs> than they used to be. <laughs> uh, and it's funny because uh, my wife – Caught me watching um, uh, one of these episodes and was like, "Oh yes, I w- I was rewatching with you and then I stopped." And uh, some of those later seasons, I never really, I like re- I like watched once, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. So she's actually, I walked in, walked through, and she was like, in the uh, Rory just getting into Yale uh, episodes, like you know, beginnings beginnings of season four. Yeah, I- when it was. It was happy and everybody everybody got along and there wasn't mopey Rory and <laughs> fighting, you know, Lorelai and Rory. Like, who wants to watch them be mad at each other? Nobody wants to watch that. Uh, and, you know, from, from what I've heard in our little podcast community, this is something that we're just going to have to strap ourselves in and wait it out because <laughs> mm-hmm. it seems like it's going to go on for a while. At least these four episodes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I was really surprised that by the, uh, you know, that we were still where we were in these, at the end of the four episodes. Right. I was hoping it would be quickly resolved. I get so tired when the, you know, when Lorelai has a feud with like Richard and Emily, you know, Mm -hmm. she had, you know, at least a couple of those and it just gets so tiring, you know, after a while. But now it's like when Lorelai is actually feuding with Rory, like, this is like, I don't know, a stake to the heart of the show. It's, it's yeah. not as fun. And yeah. it's like, I'm Luke, you know, I've got everything I want. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want to um, just celebrate. And, uh, you know, unfortunately <laughs> there's this thing going on and nobody wants to resolve. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, the, the first chapter for the first episode, I just called it, I just want to be happy right now, <laughs> uh, which is, uh, we, we kind of come in and Luke said, Luke says, yes. And, uh, what are we going to do now? We got to do something official and, uh, got a toast. Yeah. The bikers have wiped, uh, Taylor out. He mm. found a box of Zima, cool, refreshing Zima in the storage room. Oh, right, right, right. Well, that's skipping a little bit ahead, but I just, the reason why I called the chapter, I just want to be happy right now is, uh-huh. is because like, Luke is like, are you sure you want to celebrate now? And Lorelai says, I just want to be happy right now. And I was thinking, uh, red flag. Uh, <laughs> yes. This is not This is not like, let's get married. It's all, uh, this is all because I love you and you love me. It's, I'm just trying to heal a wound with something like, you know, uh, just I have a void in my life and I want to fill it in or cover it up with something totally different. Yeah. Where she says, where she says, uh, you know, I've got a emotional baggage and Luke table for one and me with my emotional baggage. (laughs) Industrial forklift for my emotions. Uh, (laughs) Yes. 
so yeah, um, like you said, that they go find Taylor, who's throwing trophies at bikers, and uh, uh, he, Taylor ends up being the first to hear the news that Luke and Lorelai are getting married. Uh, so you know, file that away into your Gilmore's Gilmore, Gilmore Girl Night, uh, you know, like trivia night. You know that that's that'd be a good trivia question right there. Um, but yeah, the Zima because the bikers drank everything, and Luke is like, "Men aren't supposed to drink Zima." Oh, shut up! Luke. I don't think anybody should drink Zima. Really? No, I didn't know it was beer. So it's beer. I don't know. It's I know clear. It I can't imagine it's beer. It's it's grossness. Uh, and yes, uh. Uh, privileged Lorelai, they go out with their Zimas and Privileged Lorelai just shoes these bikers away from the bandstand because, of course, these people can't stand there. It's her bandstand. It's her town. Yeah. So Yeah, they're not from there. They're yeah, from someplace yeah. Get else. Get out of here. Uh, and then she says, here's to us. And Taylor turns the lights out. <laughs> <laughs> it was so dark. You could not see a thing. <laughs> uh and then, yeah, the lights come back on. And I just wanted to note it, note that, uh, you know, I'm not sure if this was intentional, but um, there's some massive side boob going on there, uh, Miss Graham. And uh, I just wanted to say I noticed because I was well, like, wow, Lorelai is really wearing a low cut top. <laughs> yeah, well, I noticed, okay, like I had said that there was a lot of, like, one season would end and the next season would begin and you'd have to check for hair con- continuity. Yeah. It, it was only like last season and this season, I guess that that happens. But, uh, yeah, she wore that dress in the finale for season five and she was, you know, all over prancing around, uh, the Gilmore's house. And she was very confident, but it's like in this episode with that dress on, she was kind of self-conscious about it. She was kind of <laughs> pulling it, pull, pulling her sweater together, and yeah. But uh, yeah, they 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 take two tickets to Bone Town, and um, <laughs> afterwards, Luke is like contemplating while Lorelai is like kind of pretending to doze, and he's talking about like kids. Wait. Maybe there's no pressure to have kids, but maybe we should get a plant. And then, then he then he mentions that he bought a house, and then he says, "Well, actually, I gave the house up, but I can get it back." And that's when Lorelai takes notice that she he bought a house without telling her, and that any more life changing decisions please include me. So they have this promise to each other, right? <laughs> I <just> okay. Wanna... <laughs> I'm just like, you know, there's so many times when these two don't talk to each other about decisions they make. And, uh, you know, now that they're actually getting married, they should definitely, uh, they should definitely say, say that kind of stuff to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it would be when you've been on your own for seven, t- 19, 20 yeah. 20 years yeah been a single you know and you only think about yourself and rory having to say oh i'm in a relationship i have to think about him i guess that would be a quite an adjustment hmm. but still no excuse to <laughs> just keep your mouth shut and not say anything. right right so much so much tv drama gets mine from one person not telling another person something but that normal people would just kind of mention to each other i don't know mm-hmm. um okay so we're the next morning we got chipper luke cracking jokes serving coffee you know just slanging the eggs and all that kind of stuff and then babette and uh miss patty run in and <laughs> i just love that babette you finally did it you dumb son of a bitch <laughs> just like <laughs> 
<laughs> I love her. Uh, um, so yeah, they uh, they get into um, uh, Luke's proposal story, and they're immediately like kind of taken aback by the fact that Luke was proposed to rather than doing the actual proposing. <laughs> It's so funny how society has changed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not a thing anymore. Like, you know, this, the whole traditional get down on your knee and propose and it's not, it, I mean, it is a thing, but for some people it's not as important, mm-hmm. you know, as like, okay, like on the show and like how it was. 20 years ago, I guess it was like mandatory that it be this way. <laughs> and now that now it's not just mm-hmm. like how Lorelai, how everybody's like scandalized and <laughs> I'm, I'm skipping ahead that no, Lorelai, okay. that they haven't um, set a date. Well, most people, they'll get engaged and they'll say, well, it'll, you know, it, you don't have to set a date as soon as you get engaged. Well, it's, you know, and this is the part where like, it's really annoying that people are in everybody's business in this town. Yes, You know, it's exactly. usually really endearing, that, but gosh, yeah, you know, it's so annoying. Lorelai has to live up to their expectations. Like they, yeah. have, they all have expectations for Lorelai and Luke's relationship. Yeah, this is an instance where being in their business is not a good thing. And uh, what's with the whole, like, we got like two, two times that, Luke was admired for his nice ass and in this scene and, uh, and then Sookie like just openly Uh saying like, I got this wedding ornament and it's a, it's your butt. It's your butt. It looks just like your butt, you know? Yeah. I just, uh, I'm like, I just don't understand where this is coming from. (laughs) Uh, uh, Whatever. (laughs) I mean, I guess, you know, like Luke's physique, you know, he's got a nice broad shoulders, Physically fit physique. I guess he yeah. has a nice bum. Like we don't see it, but we don't. I guess I guess he does. Yeah. Uh, so we get a complete filler of a troubadour scene. Um, he's like singing about some sort of pre-owned car while Lorelai walks by. It's like who cares? We could have skipped that. Um. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now I see what you're saying. Okay. Last week when he did the whole, which I'm not a big fan of, the Burl Haggard. When he did the song that commented, like, very specifically on the situation, that was funny. Yeah. But this, whatever, I, who knows what song this is? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I I like when he's the chorus of the town. I don't like when it's just like, well, we gotta. Do, he's got to do something. So what, what, what do you got? What do you got? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Uh, it's Lorelai walking over to uh, the new house, and the realtor says the buyer backed out would be a great house for kids. And Lorelai's <laughs> like, "Not you too." <laughs> uh, I gotta say, <laughs> if I was Lorelai, I'd be like, "Yeah." So anyway, kid just got off the college. I'm not sure if I'm too interested in <laughs> starting all over again after. Well, who knows how Lorelai feels? We don't know. Luke yeah, that's true. Know. Lorelai needs to, you know, they need to talk about this. Mm-hmm. When you start a life together, these are the things that need to, you need to, that needs to be brought up. I hate, I hate how like couples in the show like go, well, of course you can do, like Jackson and uh, Suki, of course you're going to have like five or six kids with me. Or no, you're going to go get a vasectomy and you're going to go do it now. 
It's like, it, these are like big things. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, all right. So, uh, Kirk shows up at Luke's. He's got a whole bunch of rings. Apparently he gets them from befriending really old women. <laughs> uh, creepy. <laughs> and then Kirk gets on Luke's case because, oh, Lorelai stole your thunder. And, uh, and he's like, I get it because now ever since I've been avoiding Lulu because just in case Lulu is like encouraged to propose to me. Um, so, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. They they might have to drink Zima. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do have to say, actually, for the record, I did I did get I did get on my knee and propose to my wife. I, I did. Of course you did. <laughs> yes. I picked the perfect because... moment and it was, yeah, it was, it was it, and I did it then. And, uh, yeah. Did, were, were you proposed to? Oh, yes. We had champagne. Nice. And then immediately spit it out because it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, look, we decided we hate champagne. Yep. Oh, that's funny. I don't know. I think I'd be like – I think I'd be, um, you know, at first taken aback because it is such a traditional thing for the man to propose to the woman. But I'd, in the end, feel – complimented that a girl yeah. would be like listen you mean the world to me i want to seal the deal right now <laughs> like you're you know and tell me how tell me a whole bunch of romantic things and then ask me to you know be with her, her for the rest of her you know that that would have been nice yeah yeah nothing wrong with that i don't know if my wife's nothing. listening but uh you know if we want to richard and emily it up she could propose to me oh. you know but yeah vows. nothing <laughs> nothing demasculating about that no no. Like, oh, look at her. She's begging on her knees. Am I right, fellas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we go to sweaty biker time at Dragonfly, and Michelle is appropriately grossed out, and Lorelai thinks he's being super rude until sweaty guy tries sitting on one of their love seats, <laughs> and he gets ushered right out. Um, and then we skip kind of towards the end of the episode. Um, Kirk is begging Luke for for the ring back because Lulu had his eye on it and or her eye on it. And, um, and then all of a sudden Babette from just like down the street screams, look, wait, I have to talk to you. We just have this <laughs> long moment of Babette running to <laughs> down the street to, to Luke. And then she says, I smell toast and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, she heard about the rift and, um, and needs uh, some sort of reassurance that everything's going to be okay. And uh, that's when Kirk goes, nice ring. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, man, that's perfect. That's some that creepy Kirk right there. <laughs> yeah. All right. The next chapter I call the do-over. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, Richard calls Lorelai telling her about the fact that he got Rory a lawyer. And uh-huh. Remember when he bought you a doll? Mm-hmm. And uh, says, yeah, we're going to see you tomorrow, right? And Lorelai is like, no, nah, you got this. You, you've got this all covered. You're, you're fine without me. You don't need me. I don't think I could do that. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, this whole situation where I, I, I don't think I'd last that long. I'd, I'd probably be like really mad for one night and then realize mm-hmm. I don't want to not talk to my daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I'd sit down and talk to her about it, you know, and how I feel and stuff like that, you know. I don't know. Ugh. The, uh, the fact that her only daughter is being 
is going to a court that could punish her. That would mm-hmm. like just I don't know. That would kind of f- frighten me. Like I've never had. I mean, you know, I've got a college age daughter, and she's never been in trouble or anything like that. And like mm-hmm. to think that your child is at the at the mercy of some judge, you know, I would be freaking out. I would definitely mm-hmm. be there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that w- I would have to swallow my pride and be around Emily uh, mm-hmm. long enough to go to. Yeah, I couldn't just sit back and let my kid go to court without me being there. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like you know, she's definitely got a you know, you know, years of anger towards Richard and Emily, or mm-hmm. definitely right just floating on the surface. But now she's kind of angry at Rory for you know defying her wishes and not. And just and being completely stupid, if you ask me. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's just why not just go to the court? I don't know. Anyway, so she's she's making a point. Yeah, great, good job, really mature, Lorelai. <laughs> um, so we are. It's eight thirty. <laughs> In the morning, uh, Emily boots Rory out of bed, has the maid like redoing the sheets as Rory's rolling out of them. Um, and Emily's super excited to redesign the pool house, you know, and uh, walks her out into Danish and Muffin Heaven, it appears. To yes. Me. I'm like, holy cow. I was like, oh, yeah, Emily must have gotten the, the note about Rory's diet, you know, keep her, mm-hmm. keep her very full um, of, of, uh, <clears throat> Garbage. Simple, car- simple carbohydrates. <laughs> yes, I love the whole of her whispering the codes to the panic room. Oh my gosh, comic gold! And then she says, "Don't tell the maid." They tell their children, and then they grow up and they rob you. Like, wow, this. Uh, yes, a little racist. Yes, uh, or, or classist, or classist. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. But there's there's so much more to come. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What these ideas, these preconceived ideas that Emily has about her her wait staff, her her help, the help, <laughs> the help, as recommended yes. to me by Netflix. As soon as I logged on this week, I was like, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> so, uh, was Mom mad? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Rory, of course, you know, stupidly is getting information about her mother through a very biased Emily. And then later a very biased Richard, uh, you know, Oh, you know, your mother, everything's so dramatic, you know, like, let's just laugh off your mother, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, oh, they, they have this cheery intercom exchange. Like, Oh man, it's like everything they've ever wanted is, you know? Oh yes. They're so happy to have, have her there in their clutches. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Rory kind of sits and watches Richard and Charlie exchange war stories. And then he says his plan is he's basically going to schmooze the, the prosecutor and then get a plea bargain. And then Richard's like, Hey, embezzle a a pension fund. And then you'll you'll see, really see what he can do. (sighs) It's like, gosh, I really hope that, (laughs) uh, Richard wasn't involved in any sort of, uh, or, or just party to, or I don't know. Uh-huh. It's cool with that. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I really hope he was joking. <laughs> so we go back to the pool house and it is completely empty. <laughs> <laughs> it happens so fast. Yeah. 
Um, and there, yeah, there are three seats to try. Um, like a three bear situation or something. I don't know. Yeah, that was a little uh, Goldilocks. I yeah, guess. yeah. So Paris says that she and Jonathan are moving in together, and she offers to have her move in when school starts. And Rory says, "I'm not going back to school." And then Paris is like, "Wait, are you pregnant? Are you sick? <laughs> Something wrong with you? You love school." And then Rory gets all like, "I don't have to defend my choices. I'm a grown up, <laughs> and I'm on my own now." Living under my grandparents' roof. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Logan walks in and Paris gives him the most evil death glare. Ah, oh, it was great. And then just as she's walking out, she goes, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, I noticed uh, uh, Matt Zuckery is a part of the credits now. And I'm not sure if he oh. was not before or. Not sure. I probably. Do a lot of, I do a lot of skip intro. Uh. Yeah, I do too. I get one Maybe. in with the beginning no, of the season I, and then. Yeah, I think he might be a season regular this season. I don't think he was. I think okay. he was just a guest last season. So, you know, following the Paris line, we, we go right from uh, Rory to Lorelai. Paris, like, yells at Luke, who are you? I, uh, I could have sworn she's been to Luke's uh, at least a couple times. I thought so too. I, I couldn't <laughs> believe that uh, she didn't know who Luke was. <laughs> And yeah, she tells Lorelai that this is this is all Logan, and he had to pull some super mom crap and get her get her to stop this, and then starts mentioning a plan to to kidnap Rory and hold her until she changes her mind. And Lucas yeah, like, yeah, Luke's like yeah, that's what I've been saying. <laughs> <laughs> and then she starts saying like, you know, like not only is she a great friend, but she's like my chief rival, and I lose my drive if she's not around. And also, she stays in the room until I'm done talking, <laughs> which is like. <laughs> That's a great compliment. Yeah. Uh, and so Lorelai guiltily gives Paris her number. <laughs> so, um, but and then Luke wants to talk to Lorelai about Rory, and he she's like, "Listen, she makes your own decisions. I made my own decisions, and so will Rory. This is tough love, tough love, baby." And uh, and pretends to be totally okay with it. You know the difference between. Lorelai's situation and Rory's situation is that <laughs> Lorelai is just repeating the mistakes of Emily by just being like fine <laughs> and letting Lorelai letting uh you know Rory be out on her own or be out and make you know without her being a part of her life uh, not trying I don't know uh you know Lorelai huh. Lorelai should have learned from the how probably lonely she felt uh being by herself with Rory um in that little, you know, stable house. <laughs> I, you can see, you can see back, you can see Emily saying, well, she's like, she's making grown up decisions. Let her just see yeah. how she likes it. And mm-hmm. Let her just, she'll learn her lessons. Who cares? Mm-hmm. That's so, uh, <laughs> Lorelai, what are you doing? I know, but cause with college age kids, it's so difficult because on one hand, they're not a child. They're of legal age. They can make their own decisions, but they also are still children and they need guidance and they should not be held responsible for, you know, or like, okay, you've made a terrible decision. I'm telling you it's a terrible decision and we'll let it drop for a while, but I can't promise that it won't come back up again. But one thing I'm not going to do is be out of your life. (laughs) 
mm-hmm. and let other people just, you know, my voice is gone now and other people are now going to influence you or yeah. pat you on the back for, <laughs> um, well, here we have a surprise party for her stealing a yacht. <laughs> uh, for she's a jolly good felon, by the way. That's, that good <laughs> uh, that's good. Yeah. So- uh, did you see her, her shirt kept riding up and you could see her her back under the jacket. That was a cute little jacket she had. Oh on. no, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it, it would show her from behind and her shirt would be would ride up. Oh. And then the next time they showed it the shirt would be pulled down under the jacket. Because the jacket had like <sighs> slits at the back. Okay. No, no, no. I uh I spotted Lorelei's cleavage but didn't spot anything from her. <laughs> you didn't notice uh Rory's back. <laughs> no. D- exposed back. Um, uh, party uh, time. Uh, what's uh, her face is back? The girl that never eats. Oh, um, Julia. <laughs> yeah, she's having three peanuts. Good for her. <laughs> and then Colin and Finn are bellowing back and forth. Uh, Rory wants to take the title of King of Sloths from Logan. And Logan's like, listen, I'm going to give you one month and you're totally going to change your mind because you love school. And Rory says that she's reformed. Oh, it's it's beer floats from now on. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, Gross. ice cream and beer. I believe I've tried that before, and it is as disgusting as it sounds. <laughs> it's not soda. And even with soda, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm a big fan myself. Um, so, uh, yeah, we go to court. Court calls Lorelai. Ha ha. Uh, her name's really uh, Lorelai. Um, even Charlie's like, what? Your name's Lorelai? And, oh, I love Emily tells her to unbutton her sweater a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, because she has her hair in a ponytail and she's wearing, she says, I think that sweater's too Mennonite. Mennonite? Mennonite. Yeah. Mennonite. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it took me a second to sound it out myself. <laughs> but. I knew it did sound right. Yeah, so. Uh-huh. The the prosecutor flops, but the judge does have a problem with rich, privileged children thinking they just can get away with anything they want. Yeah, because it could have went. It could have went one. It could have been. You're a Yale student who's never had a run in with the law. You have a, a clean record. You're, you're. I'm sure you have a a bright future ahead of you, and whatever you do right now should just be excused. <laughs> or I hate rich, spoiled. Uh, privileged kids and you need to, you, I need to throw the book at you so you won't ever do this again. Right. Because she's looking down she's seeing like the, you know, super big lawyer and the, the, the prosecutor that's rolled right over the, the haughty toddy, uh, uh, elder people sitting behind, uh, behind her. I mean, it's, it looks like she is some sort of, you know, rich privileged kid that is, uh, did something stupid and uh, is just going to get away with it. So, but yeah, 300 hours of community service, one year of probation. And I'm like, aha. So we have, we have set the season up. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is going to be Rory's yes. thing. There's a the 300 hours is a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Cause that's like her whole summer. Yeah. Uh, and then she says, what? I have to get a job. And then she said, then the judge says at the end of five years, she could petition to have this, this charge expunged from her record. And that's when Richard loses his shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The the fact that, you know, perfect Rory has something on her record. Oh yeah. We, I'm paying this guy a lot of money. Yeah. And 
she's going to have a record. Judge gives her the option to go to the trial, and Rory's like, nope. And uh, um, and then Richard, you know, the, the court's adjourned. Richard says he's going to sue Charlie. And Rory's like, where's my mom? And Richard's like, I told her. She doesn't care. Mm. <laughs> Basically. Just like, oh. <sighs> it's more complicated than that, Richard. But whatever. Um, I mean, <laughs> I guess you could say that. But I don't know. It's like her, her attitude is more stemming from their their utter betrayal towards Lorelai and not mm-hmm. like, I don't care about my kid. Mm-hmm. And and also, you know, yes, she, Lorelai told Rory if she's going to go back to Yale or because she couldn't come back home. But, and the, and the Richard and Emily said, you know, repeated that back to Rory like it was true. Mm-hmm. But, you know, parents, we say things we don't mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're just th- out of threats, empty threats. Um, so a little backtrack here, um, because Rory's wearing an outfit that Emily had to get for her from Lorelai's house. And uh-huh. Michelle, Michelle is there. And so Emily is treated to the Michelle treatment, which is, I'm going to sit here and read my magazine and I'm not going to help you whatsoever. But <laughs> back like two seasons ago, when Emily came to the Independence Inn and met Michelle, they got along great. Yep. Yep. They loved each other. I just think Michelle is more annoyed that he's got to do this than yes, he is he actually like upset with Emily. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Lorelai comes back home and sees a bunch of notes everywhere that Emily left. And I'm like, what's in the notes? What's in the notes? Which then she plays the answering machine and uh, uh, it, all the notes are being read to, Emily, to, to Lorelai by Emily on the, on the phone. And, um, and so uh, late at night, uh, Lorelai storms into their bedroom and has a hamper full of stuff. And it's the last bit of stuff for Rory. And she's dropping it right there. And then, um, Lorelai starts talking about like, Oh wait. Yeah. They're like, we know you hate us. And, and Lorelai's like, well, it, I, I should have known better. And then it says the story about the frog and the scorpion that we all know, right? The, it's just mm-hmm. my nature. And then she says, now you get your do over a new and improved Lorelai. And that's when I was like, Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm dumb. So Richard says, we're just trying to do the right thing. We need your input and involvement. And it's just so like demeaning. It's like, I'm her freaking mother. Like, that's what I would, just, I don't know. I don't know. Oh <laughs> God. But Lorelai says my input and involvement end here. And, uh, then Lorelai uh, goes home, gets a bottle of water, sits in Roy's room, throws the water and cries. And then Luke comes back and says something about there's like a full moon and the moment's here or something. I don't, I don't, maybe he's calling her out to look at the full moon or something. And then Lorelai just kind of puts on a, on a smile and goes to meet him because she can't show how sad she is to the person that she's going to spend the rest of her life with. She's got to show him that. She is just fine. <laughs> hmm. All right. So yeah, that was a that was a good premiere. Um, mm-hmm. I guess <laughs> I'm mad at everybody, but whatever. Uh, I'm even mad at Luke. He's making for making Zima cracks, like, <laughs> and and also like feeling like not confident. I hate when his confidence is shattered because that's not that's not Luke. <laughs> 
Um, I don't know. Maybe it is. Uh, next episode, Fight Face. Uh, and uh, the first chapter I have here is Inmate 24601 Begins Her Service. <laughs> And uh, my very first thing is like, hey, it's, you know, noted character actor John Capellos is uh, the parole officer, maybe? Uh, guy who's in charge of the community service thing. I expected him to have a bigger part, but she, he really doesn't. Maybe I don't know who that is. John Capellos. Uh, wasn't he the the janitor in uh, The Breakfast Club? Jeez. I thought she'd be like, yeah, John Capellos. Instead, uh, I see orientation leader. Yeah. Oh, the Breakfast Club. Oh, was yeah. He, that was him in the Breakfast Club, right? <gasps> yes. Okay, good. I'm glad you have IMDb in for a few. He was in The Shape of Water. He's in legally, so much stuff. Legally Blonde. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, there was a woman there that looked very familiar. I, like, I don't know. Oh, in the she... community service? Yes. Was it the girl that plays uh, Liza or something? Uh-uh. It Lisa? was another one. Okay. All right, so yeah, we are in a very diverse room uh, mm -hmm. surrounding a very lily white and timid Rory because, <laughs> you know, it's Rory. She's, she's going to have to put up with this diversity. Um, all right, so uh, at the Gilmore house, uh, Emily thinks the gardener is distracted by his MP3 device. <laughs> oh, yeah. Richard said... Oh, we pay him too much if he can afford an MP3 device. <laughs> wow. But meanwhile, yes. Emily gets super excited about Richard's new ringtone. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we find out that Rory is with her, without her car because it was impounded and then it wasn't treated very well. So now it's at the mechanic for who knows how long. Um, we go to the pool house. Rory's staring at a movie. Oh, do you not know what movie that is? It's a scuba diver in water just standing there. Is that? The Graduate. That's The Graduate? Okay. Yes. So why wasn't it in The Ungraduate? Um, I, I don't know, but you get this whole, the whole ennui thing feeling for Rory in these episodes. She should try you plastics. Know. What? She should try plastics. What does that mean? That's a graduate joke. Oh. All right. Someone uh, out there we, is like, <laughs> good one, Robin. <laughs> we haven't got to that on the uh, AFI list yet. Oh, okay. You haven't seen The Graduate? Oh, I'm sure. Yes, I've seen it before. Okay. It's just been a long time. Ah, long time. Mm -hmm. That's another one. That's Star Wars. But you've seen that. that. Another AFI, Star Wars. Star Wars is on it? Oh. I'm sure it is. If it isn't, it should be. Oh, sure it is. Um, so, uh, Rory makes small talk with Esperanza in broken Spanish. Uh, Which is, uh, funny because Alexis Bledel's first language is Spanish. Her oh, it dad is? is? Yeah, her dad is, like, from Argentina. Oh, that's funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then Emily is completely horrified by the whole thing. That no, she's she can't stand it. Talking to her, she's helping, she's standing around in her bathing suit. Did she? Did she ask you to help her? <laughs> you you shouldn't you shouldn't speak to them. They they really throws them off their game. Oh, it's like the grossest thing about Emily yeah. is that yeah, yeah. just the constant classism, racism, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. Um, 
All right. So, but also, I guess if you like pay people to work for you, you have. To, I mean, like, I don't understand it. Right. But I guess you have to have a certain kind of icky mindset. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Don't get too close, but it doesn't mean you have to like <laughs> treat them as if they're an it and not a person. Yeah. Know. Like maybe, maybe Emily was raised that if you treat them too well, then you feel sorry for them or maybe you'll pay them what they're worth. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we're going to see some sort of um, flashback with Emily eventually. I just watched the episode of Lost. I think it was uh, the Glass Ballerina, where Son is, uh, you know, raised, you know, with maids and stuff in the house, and she ends up knocking like her mother's glass ballerina and it breaks, and then she blames. And then the father's like, "Did you do this?" And she blames it on the maid, <laughs> and then and then <laughs> just like doesn't it? The, the maid is fired and everything. So, um, okay, so. Uh, Richard and Emily sit with Rory. They're ready to help her get a job. And Rory says, Hey, 300 hours in six months is my job. And by the way, I did the math that works out to be a uh, 12 hours a week. <laughs> Just so you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I know I was, I was doing the math and I was like, Hey, I could maybe if she, if she did 80 hours a week, she could get it done. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Like, you want me to do that with, for you, Rory? I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, they're just like, well, jobs can be flexible. And then we see a new maid from Romania glare at Rory when Rory says hi to her, as if to say the last one got fired because she talked to Rory and now she doesn't want to lose her job. At least that's what I got from it. Did Did you? <sighs> no. I don't know what I thought. I thought I think it's it implied. Was- Okay <laughs> Like do not talk to me <laughs> I want to keep my job What was it um, uh, The name of Emily's main from Maid from Romania Is Draguda Which means sweet sweet, Which doesn't fit her at all See I just I just thought shoot, That was just That's the stereotypical Romanian personality Oh that's what I said. Uh, I thought this lady's like, do not I heard, get me fired. Yeah. I heard what happened to the last one. It's not going to be me. So you're not going to talk to me. Yeah. Maybe. So we go to the DAR party and they're having a lively discussion. Who is the greatest forefather in bed? And Alexander <laughs> Hamilton is immediately brought up. Uh, yeah. Cause, and then I think of uh, John Oliver going, you know, you know what John Oliver says. Hmm. That they, I can't say it, Robin. <laughs> you mean when he talks about Adam Driver? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, he, he anyway, is, yes, he, he's very rude about it. Yes, I would say Alexander Hamilton is a hottie. Yeah. Well, how could you say no to that? I know. Well, you know he 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 got around, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they have a job for Rory, which is work in the DAR office. <laughs> She's going to match the drapes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, and she has to join first. 
And that's when Rory's like, hey, I actually need a ride to community service. So you're checking into that thing. So uh, Emily uh, drives her to community service and goes over the rules that she found out about interacting with fellow prisoners. (laughs) Keep your fight face at home. Uh, Lunch. uh, Bring your lunch. Bring bring lunch and also cigarettes to barter. And uh, I, I I just made a note in, in my notes that uh, this is this would actually be a joke that Lorelai would pull like here's cigarettes you need these mm-hmm. to barter <laughs> you know nudge n- wink wink nudge nudge uh, but with Emily it's serious she's learned this <laughs> <laughs> and she wants Rory to stay out of trouble so uh, yeah so Rory steps out of the Jaguar that Emily is dropping her off in. And gets all sorts of smirks and says, anyone want a cigarette? (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, really nothing else happens with Rory. I mean, she bumps into people a bunch and is constantly apologizing. And then uh, later she comes back to the pool house and looks at the DAR binder. But we do have to take a break from Rory um, and talk about the next chapter. Which I titled The Arrival of Sweet Adorable Paul Anka and Other Stuff. <laughs> yes, Lorelai gets her replacement for Rory. <laughs> Paul Anka is so much a Rory. <laughs> really? You think she has that many hang ups? <laughs> I think, yes. That Paul Anka is an emotional uh, stand in for Rory, but also for the audience because. We are constantly told about all of the things that Paul Anka is afraid of, but we never see Paul Anka being afraid of these things. (laughs) Just how we're told how all of these attributions that Rory has, but we never really see these attributes. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I mean, I believe it, though, because I think you're supposed to believe it. I mean, yes, but it's just weird. I don't think she's Munchausen by proxying the dog. <laughs> no, well, we know but... you only like yellow bulls, right? Uh, yeah. So uh, I just wanted to say uh, right up front that I think Paul Anka was mentioned last week, and it was like, "Oh, yes. good, Paul Anka's coming." And I was like, "Yes." I was like, "Oh, great, another like celebrity I don't know much about that's probably going to guest on the show and is going to mean a lot to people, and I'm not going to care." Uh huh. <laughs> much, you know, like like oh, it's a it's like a Michael York type, you know, like I know some of his stuff, but you know, in the end, I wasn't a big fan of that that storyline personally. Right. Um, but uh, no, I was delighted to find out that it's actually a dog. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's excited about joining the cast. <laughs> Paul Anka is such a old-fashioned, outdated celebrity. <laughs> you know, ask a twenty-year-old who Paul Anka is; they've never heard the name before in their life. You know, right? Uh, it's just so old-fashioned. Yeah. You know, there is a difference between okay, the marvelous Miss Maisel is such a um throwback such a pastiche it works but when you have Lorelai watching the things she does and it's just it's it's not a throwback or it's just so it just sounds like an old person making a joke <laughs> that young people just don't get uh well I mean she is the same age as Amy Sherman Palladino we figured that out so 
I guess whatever pop culture references Amy Sherman knows, it's at least it's not coming out of a teenager's mouth. That's really weird mm-hmm. when it comes out of a teenager's yeah, mouth. Yeah, it was really weird in the first seasons of Buffy when uh, teenagers were making 50-year-old people jokes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this chapter actually starts – I have starting out outside the Twickham house because Lorelai says, it's big. And Suki says, that's what she said. <laughs> and then, you know, Suki is nervous about Lorelai's intentions of why she – you know, she's getting married. She's going to change her mind. She's going to bolt just like any other time. Lorelai says she's not going to bolt. And then, yeah, at the end of the scene, Suki says, I think it just got bigger. And then Lorelai says, that's what she said. And – um it's really funny that we're making an office joke here because uh, it's almost like they're stealing uh, from the office where later on I'm going to mention something that I believe the office stole from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for that one. It's coming. Um, all right. Now, here's an argument that I can actually get into. I love that Luke is like – what do you mean? I got the high ground. That's just, yeah. we're just supposed to accept that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is very much a, you know, a, a Rose won't let Jack on the door type. You know, <laughs> yes. Jack could get on that door if he wanted to. If if Rose would let him, right? It just doesn't work in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's it's really funny. It kind of reopens some some like old wounds because I remember. Mm-hmm. Back in the day being like, okay, that that went sort of like I thought it was going to go. but it's, It went the way that we always heard it and expected it to be, but it just didn't look like what we were expecting <laughs> it to look like. I just didn't they like this. They got the plot like, points right, but... <laughs> I didn't like this whole like standoff uh, between them. And it's like, Obi-Wan's just like, no matter what you do, no matter what you do. I'm. I have the high ground, so therefore I win this fight. And it's like, you're, so you're standing like downhill from me. I'm standing downhill from you, and there's nothing I can do. Of course, Anakin does the worst thing in the world, which is like, well, I will then backflip from this lower position over you, and, and then hit you from the from from behind. You know, leaving myself completely open to you, uh, delimbing me uh, from over your head. Um, yeah, anyway, so I just appreciated that. Then then they started getting into um, how... And pe- remember, we thought Revenge of the Sith was the best one of the... It was <laughs> well, the best one. It is the best one. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I still think it is. So. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff you're like, like she died by sadness and <laughs> you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, the, the fact that Princess Leia remembers seeing her mother <laughs> you know, in, the, in, the, in the Holy Trilogy and uh, she was like a baby... <laughs> Um, anyway, um, yeah. So then they get a discussion about how they screwed up the Bewitched movie, and like, who remembers Ugh. that? <laughs> I don't remember. I, that rem- at all. I remember that. It was terrible. I used to love the. I love watching it on Nick and Knight, uh, the the show. So I was very excited to see this movie. But I remember just being completely like, "Well, that was a movie." <laughs> but yeah. then they get into like particulars of like certain characters, and I was like completely lost by that but that was a that's a definitely one of the examples of those uh you know 50 year old jokes or you know um <clears throat> maybe i just didn't watch bewitched that that closely <laughs> i don't know right uh and then they're like should we stop going to the movies 
we should just stop caring <laughs> so much. <laughs> uh, that, and that is where I am. Yeah. <laughs> I've lowered my expectations so low, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> but you do. But you do. Mm. <laughs> you can't help yeah. yourself. <laughs> All right, so we got TJ here, uh, and uh, he wants Luke to be excited about the shelves he made, and uh, you know he's very proud of himself. And then he's excited to have another hot girl in the family. Uh, boom, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so TJ is going to be selling shelves under shelves by AJ because A gets him to the top of the yellow pages, and he's also using other people's cards. To advertise the business with Anyway uh, We go to the town square I love this whole thing Where Lorelai's Thinking about this dog And Miss Patty's like Hey Don't give her An animal <laughs> Like She yeah, must be I, on a list somewhere I love that You know They're filming in like July In <laughs> uh, Los Angeles Because Miss Patty's like Soaking wet with sweat <laughs> Yeah And yeah. then later on You see Lorelai's like Glistening with sweat During the The baptism yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah. Liz is super excited. Yeah. Well, uh, we've heard we've heard about these stories of Lorelai and animals, uh-huh, uh-huh. the hamster or guinea pig or whatever. Right, so yeah, right. it is. It's it's a it is a known thing. Uh, so Lorelai takes the dog. Right after, of course, Liz starts asking her about Rory. So there you go. Uh, impul- mm-hmm. Don't ever buy a dog on impulse. Um, and I'm really, I, I'm sure this this show is not going to make Lorelai as evil as to adopt Paul Anka and then realize it was an impulsive decision and then give the dog back. <laughs> you know, she's either no. going to have the dog with her, this you know, or mm-hmm. or you know, to so the end of the show, or um. She's going to meet somebody who will need the dog more Or maybe Rory will need the dog more Do you want me to tell you? No, no, I don't want to know anything (laughs) Alright, it'll be fine (laughs) Okay Uh, uh, Alright, so yeah Of course, uh, uh, Luke doesn't like dogs He's got like 87 different reasons For not liking dogs (laughs) Um, They have What did he say? They have the Oh, there was something like terrible That dogs have on them Like the the plague or something <laughs> malaria like, malaria it was like Maybe. something terrible on dogs that you're like wow i didn't know that i was risking all of that to to own a dog and a nice insight into the relationship where laura's like lorelei's like no you hate things until we compromise and then you like them it looks like no i honestly feel that way <laughs> <laughs> and that just Kind of gave up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they have to leave the house so Paul Anka can eat by himself. Uh, so yeah, Luke has plans to fix up and sell Lorelai's house, which is something it seems like this is the first time Lorelai's hearing about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she says, "Well, why can't we just keep it? We can use it as an art studio, <laughs> <laughs> or, or a recording studio, or a, a safe house." <laughs> And Luke Luke thinks, well, maybe a rental if you want to keep the house. So that like Lorelai says, no, I don't want other people living in my house. Uh, and we find out some more dog rules: don't wake Paul Anka, and don't use words with the letter Q. So, 
Uh, oh, and uh, he barks at mailboxes we, we see as well. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Lorelai comes home and finds uh, George, uh, some guy named George on his roof, on her roof. And then she sees uh, uh, Saul step out. And she's like, fight or flight, fight or flight. Fight or flight, yeah. <laughs> and Luke says, hey, guess what? Now I want to live here. And we're going to enlarge the bedroom. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. <laughs> People, you need to talk to each other. Uh, so, yeah, Lorelai is actually happy, though, you know, because they're going to live together at her house. And, yeah, Paul Anka locks himself in the Jeep. Um <laughs> So, yeah, TJ wants to be a contractor. He almost passed his exam, but he used too many curse words. And uh, she really needs to get him out of the house. And mm. Luke's like, I agree to think about it. But then Lorelai comes home and discovers a giant hole in her house. <laughs> and drags Luke back. And Luke realizes it's TJ. Uh, I'm Sorry. My you are, husband. You are breaking a podcasting rule. I'm so sorry. My husband just brought me a cucumber, I guess, out of our garden. <laughs> I don't know, but I have to eat it because I don't have any place to put it. I can't set it down. Is it an entire cucumber? No, it's like a quarter. Let me hurry up and eat it. Really yourself. <laughs> how I don't dare know you? How. Uh, all right, I'll just keep talking and you can chew away from the mic. <laughs> Luke, Luke is ready to take care of uh, uh, TJ Godfather style on the way to a baseball game. Um, and so, yeah, back at Luke's, uh, Luke all of a sudden turns around and Rory has walked in. And uh, they get into a discussion of how are people? Are people good? And Luke tells Rory that her mom and him are now engaged, which really upsets Rory. And uh, says congrats, and then says I gotta go, which I just kind of uh, I don't I like I felt sad, you know, about that. Um, I guess I, I'm you know I'm like I'm not really sad because I you know I think Rory's a big part of this as well. Like she should go talk to her mother. Uh huh. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Anyway, more on that later. Um, TJ says he thought okay meant okay. <laughs> When does okay not mean okay? Um, and uh, yeah, Lorelai thinks it might be too early um, to be working on the house. Maybe maybe tomorrow they should start later. And then Luke starts getting super irritated, gets mad about a frisbee, and then he tells her that Rory came in and she had the Rory face. And then Lorelai gets mad because like neither of the, neither of us should have told her about the engagement. And Luke says. But he's right because he has the high ground now, <laughs> which I'd love. And uh, like, yeah, that's your daughter, but I'm in the middle and you think you're alone in this and you're wrong and you're both being dumb and you should be talking. I was like, oh, bravo, Luke. Bravo. Mm -hmm. But I like that they kind of end this like outburst by Luke by by like him saying like, I'm done talking. And then he kind of like says that, you know, they're still okay. And they kind of like smile at each other, you know, which is good. Cause I was like, Oh God, please do not. Don't let this be a huge fight. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It can only handle so much. Uh, so at the end of the episode, um, Rory gets her fight face on and gets into a shoving match. And then John Capello's yells at her 
and Lorelai drives by and sees Rory working and she pulls up and they immediately start bickering and Rory is super hurt by the engagement and Lorelai says, back at you. <sighs> Didn't end like you thought it, like every episode <laughs> yeah. always ends. I think it's like a WB slash CW. Uh, it comes down from a pie that you have to end an episode on an, on a emotional upbeat. Yeah. And this is not. Nope. They're still fighting. They're still fighting. It hasn't been resolved. No. We're in episode, that's the end of episode two. This is a Gilmore Girls episode where Luke has expressed how much he's bothered by the fact that Rory, how stupid Rory and Lorelai are. And then they should have made up afterwards. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that should have been the next thing. And I think Lorelai... Made an honest attempt at it, but she's so full of anger that she just let that bubble over. And Rory's got this, you know, she's been, you know, dwelling on the fact that her mom's now engaged to Luke. And that should have been something that she should have been sharing with Rory. But, all right, so let's go to The Ungraduate. And we have like a very quick chapter at the beginning here. I just titled Band on the Run. Where they're on tour, um, Zach has a beard, they're playing Hanging by the Telephone in a in a church, and it's the last night of their first tour, and, you know, they're super pumped when it's over, really felt like the Foo Fighters, they say. I You know, they actually played a good portion of Hanging by the Telephone at, you know, the end of the song, mm-hmm. um, which is a good song, Blondie. Um, the, the band's name is Blondie, I'm not calling you Blondie. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ace. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know. I was just like, I'm pretty sure that's Zach singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just like, I wonder how much they actually play their own music. I wonder if there's any, like, do you know, do you have any idea or? I mean, it looks, I mean, it, it sure looks like it. Lane's playing the drums. We know Gil slash uh, Sebastian Bach. Sebastian Bach actually is a musician. Right. I mean, yeah, that's – okay, later on when Zach makes, uh, makes up the melody, I mean, he's just singing a simple melody, but then at one point he actually sings it. Yeah. And it's a it, – it sounds like a hmm. – uh, sounds like a trained singer singing. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe you'll find out or maybe somebody who's listening can – Maybe I will know. Google that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, they – at the end, they have to tear down the stage for the Bible study. They need room for a big crucifix. Um, and so, yeah, the next scene is they're at a gas station. Everybody's super grumpy. They're an hour away from Stars Hollow. Gil is delirious from hunger. <laughs> and Lane has an announcement. You know, they've been scripting and saving and they've been starving and fasting and all this stuff. But in the end, they actually made $9,000 as a result. And... Uh, Lane's super happy, but the boys are upset because she's been lying about how broke they are. But then they just, then they're like, well, maybe we should use the new $9,000 to record our first album. And they mention uh, Nirvana's Bleach. So, uh, so that's a, that's a quick chapter. Uh, my next quick ish chapter I titled just try to forget Paris. (laughs) And, uh, so yeah, the, the promise Lorelai made to Paris is you know happening to, she's here to gab with Lorelai because she doesn't have Rory 
And uh, yeah, it turns out that, you know, Lorelai doesn't have as much of a tolerance as she seemed to have before for Paris. Uh, Michelle and Sookie definitely don't have any sort of tolerance for her because, you know, it seems like she just kind of treats them like staff, you know. Okay. Todd Lowe oh. is in a band. He okay. was in a band. Okay. Uh, he was in a band called Philbilly Knights. <laughs> Singer and guitarist. Country rock band in Los Angeles. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. But what about Brian? Brian? What's his name? I don't know. Uh, his name is John Cabrera. Mm-hmm. John Cabrera. This is amazing podcasting, just so you know. Sorry. This is what people tune in for. Musician. <laughs> music. Uh, and the cool thing is, I don't edit, so people can Google right along with you. Acoustic beatboxing, one man. Yes, Cabrera. John Cabrera, guitar, vocals, beatboxing. Wow. New book in colleges, events, and restaurants, any town USA. Okay. All right. Uh, so back- I don't know if that is our John Cabrera. Oh, okay. Because this doesn't. Oh, no. Okay. Hmm? Everything okay? This is not our John Cabrera. Okay. This is some another John Cabrera. Back, back to the show. <laughs> uh, there is a John Cabrera that is a human beatboxer, but I don't know. Okay, he'll well, um, be our guest next week. <laughs> All right, where are we? We're talking about Paris, um, uh, and how much everybody uh, can't deal with her. Yeah, because because she lost her one and only friend. Yes. With Paris. She needs somebody to talk to. Lorelai had given her her phone number. So now Paris comes to the Dragonfly all the time and annoys everybody. She called Michelle Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Lorelai still feels sorry for her. Uh, Sookie is stressed out because she's planning a wedding and really it's a trial run for Luke and Lorelai. Um, and, uh, but the thing is, Lorelai hasn't actually set a date yet. So, uh, yada, yada, yada. Paris calls, uh, oh, Paris calls Rory, uh, while she's working at the DAR. We'll get into that. But, um, she, this, she gives Rory one more chance to move in with her off campus. Mm -hmm. And actually, it sounds like Rory never told her about the boat theft because she says she found out about that. But, uh huh. Rory turns her down. And Paris is like, well, it's not going to be on you if, like, I get BTK'd or something like that. Uh, back at the Dragonfly, uh, Sookie has made a s'mores cake because she dreamed it. And then Katie <laughs> Holmes and Tom Cruise jumped out of it and told her how amazing it is. <laughs> <coughs> and uh, someone um, – yeah, she says someone needs to be here at midnight to greet the bride and groom, which I'm not sure if that – anything really happens with that. Yes. Y- yes, yes, yes. All right. All right. Uh-huh. But that, we're, we're on the Paris stuff, though. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Paris is here. Lorelai is like, I'm going to break up with her. And so she sits with Paris, and then uh, our good friend uh, Graham comes over and tries waiting on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Paris yells at him. And then Paris says she talked to Rory. She called her office, and Lorelai is like, office? Like, mm-hmm. I have no idea. Um, 
Paris then all of a sudden accuses Lorelai of using her to get information about Rory, which is totally not true. It's probably mm-hmm. the first time she's asked. And then Paris does try to storm out, but Lorelai that you know can't now can't break up with her. She's like, I love your I love our lunches, you know, please keep coming. Yeah, at some point <laughs> something about Paris I don't know what Paris was saying, but Lorelai said, oh, you can be anything you want to be except a, uh, yep. what is, what is the person? <laughs> to, <laughs> what is the... Uh, a dancer on the musical cats. The person uh, who works for a country and then they go to another country and they're a, diplomat. a... yes, except okay. you can't be a diplomat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the next chapter I have is called Under Construction But Not Ready for Use. Um, Lorelai has prepared bagels, Pop-Tarts, coffee. And for a second there, I was like, is this for Paul Anka? <laughs> like, is he really <laughs> in the Rory Street? But no, it's it's for the, the you know construction people. Uh, it turns out Paul is afraid of watches. And mm-hmm. uh, Luke is really irritated that he's sitting at the table with his fleas and, and his malaria. In malaria? malaria. Yeah. <laughs> like, where does that come from? Okay. I don't know. Um, so yeah, we find out that Tom is actually the contractor and TJ is like the figurehead now. And TJ is going to go around and give orders TJ, and things, but TJ thinks that he's the contractor right. and they're paying, they're paying TJ to do nothing to think that he's the contractor and they're paying more to, uh, Tom to pretend like <laughs> TJ is the contractor. Yeah. This is really stupid. TJ is so annoying. This is annoying, TJ. Okay. I mean, I get this. Like, how can you be this dumb? Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. But, you know, we get some good time here, though. He, like, I love the, uh, he says, his terrible instincts have zero follow through. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. That's a great look. Uh, Yeah. So Luke really wants to tell TJ, but Lorelai is like, no, it's fine. You know, um, and she mentions there was, there's. Uh, she's showering at Babette's because there was an incident where TJ accidentally sent Joe, Pete, Slim, Billy, and Teddy upstairs while she was taking a shower. And right, I love that at the end of the scene, one of these one of these guys walks by uh, Luke and nudges him and just kind of smiles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there is this like low level jealousy with Luke going on here. Uh-huh. Because Lorelai is being very, she's being a great hostess. Yeah. To these construction workers. But I feel like, because he made a remark that, you know, you're not supposed to, you don't have to feed these people Mm. all the time. I wonder if he's, is he being very (laughs) Emily-like? This is the help. Don't talk Uh, to them. (laughs) What are they all doing hanging out in the kitchen? It's There's just something missing here. There's. Yeah. Luke is not addressing it. He's not. I, I guess it, maybe it's coming later, but yeah. there's like this weird jealousy or something yeah. weird going on here. Uh, so yeah, then we have Lorelai entertaining the men with her Daniel Day Lewis impersonations, and then shows Luke a trick that Paul Anka could do. She says pizza, and he barks. He says she says salad, and he just sits there and stares <laughs> at her. That's funny. <laughs> um. So yeah, Tom is sitting in the kitchen and he's like, oh, you know, we could, we could expand this kitchen. We can make it so big. We could this and that and this and Put that. Put an island. You can have an extended stove. And she was like, no, <laughs> what are you talking? I want? you're scaring me with all these and kitchen then, 
TJ shows up with the mystic hammer and then goes, Oh, there's a whole room over here. We could, uh, we could expand. We could, we could put it, uh, make it into a, a, like a, like a pork smoker room. And Lorelai looks super sad and like yells at TJ. And when she leaves, he's like, she Jewish or something. <laughs> uh, I don't know. He makes me laugh. I don't know. I, I, hey, I mean, he I is funny. Up. But this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it does suck that it kind of goes on all through the episode, you know. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, it's almost like the show is like we need something to do with Michael Delawise because he's funny. He's got that kind of Joey Tribbiani uh, <laughs> <laughs> air to him. Uh, but what do we do with him? He's just got a, he's, he's got one thing where he's just like he's stupid and he's emotional. Like what we you know what do we do with this character? Uh, all right, so yeah, Lorelai says she needs to stay at Luke's. What are we going to do with Paul Anka? Because I have to get up and greet them. She had to. She had to go to stay late at the Dragonfly because right. that wedding couple was coming in. Right. Yeah. The, see, I had missed that. Oh. Okay. Because because I couldn't figure out why Luke had to babysit the dog. <laughs> but I'm so glad that you know it's it is a cute scene where she's like going through all the options and Luke's just standing there. And really, he's just standing there waiting for her to ask him. Yeah, she's and, wanting him to volunteer, and he's wanting her to ask. And again, this is just like the whole thing where he was working at the Dragonfly. You know, this is something that he, you know, he's really getting pushed, and he's really getting annoyed by, and he's already expressed how much he doesn't like dogs, and gosh, now he's got to have the dog in his apartment. But he loves Lorelai, so he's he's like, yeah, I'm going to... Huff and puff, but you know, in the end, I'm going to be okay with it. You know, mm-hmm. there's more important things to be upset about. Uh, so yeah, TJ finds out that he's not a contractor and uh, quits, and then he goes back and dwells at Luke's. And Luke's like, "Look at these shelves. You know, you're like a craftsman. You're not a contractor, like Jesus." <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Um. Luke comes home and finds a smelly dog uh, <laughs> snoozing and then realizes that he ate a bunch of chocolate and runs him to the vet's house. And in the morning, Luke tells Lorelai about all he had, like the chocolate and the vet and throwing up. And then he had to hydrate him. And now he's got to make the dog eggs. Does he like cheddar in his eggs? <laughs> and he goes through his whole story. And then Lorelai just goes, I don't want to set a date until things are right with, with Rory. So... I guess that was kind of on in the back of her mind. Mm-hmm. She's processing it. I mean, I guess that they've both been like thinking about it, yeah. wondering when they're going to get around, you know, but they're busy with the remodeling and they're not really talking about it. So I guess she's, she's saying, you know, I do want to marry you, but I, but we can't do it right now until, until this is settled between. And so if I was Luke, I'd be like, okay. So how proactive are you going to be in this? Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I really want to marry you and I want, you know, this is something you have power over. You have control over this. You uh-huh. can make and this it could, better. It could go on forever. Yeah. It's going to be tough, but this is ultimately your daughter who you love and, you know, your parents who are your parents and you just can't get, you know, can't get rid of them, you know. So you're going to have to find a way to figure that out or be – you have – peace with it because you keep saying that you're you're fine but you're not you know uh all right uh next chapter i called ace can't find her place uh 
So Emily is feeling threatened by consonants at the DAR, and uh, Rory's like, well, I, you know, I could be your inside person. I could be your spy. So uh, the next part is uh, Rory is apparently in charge for some reason at community service. <laughs> Look, Rory Gilmore is so great that even though she came in there, she was intimidated by these quote thugs or I mean, I don't know. But these, she charmed them like, with her cigarettes. She charmed them. She won them over. She's now in charge. She almost got into a fight with Liza there. Now she's helping Liza with her nicotine problem, with the patches all over her stomach, which is kind of gross. <laughs> and the foreman is super happy because, you know, it's like I got like a middleman. Like I have a Dwight Schrute underneath my uh, Michael Scott here. And <laughs> he's not the he's not the assistant regional foreman. He's the assistant. She's the assistant to the anyway. Um So, yeah, Liza uh, invites Rory out and then starts coughing. A lot, and Rory has her hand over uh, some cigarettes that she has hiding. And I just wanted to mention that's not how smokers' cough works. Like, just because a person that's quitting smoking starts coughing, it doesn't mean oh they're hiding cigarettes. <laughs> like, actually, cigarettes will make your cough go away. <laughs> uh, that's yes, some, sometimes the it, most endearing thing about cigarettes when you're it, trying to quit them because you're coughing yeah. your brains out and. The one thing that could get them to go away is putting more smoke into your body. Yeah, because it paralyzes your cilia yeah, in yeah. your airways. Yeah. Not a good thing. No. <sighs> it goes against nature. They're really good, though. Anyway, uh, I'm not smoking currently. I just want to say that. <clears throat> good for you. Well, I'm not on vacation. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? Well, I, when you usually when I go away on vacation, I like grab a pack of cigarettes, and then I have to come back and get, you know, and quit uh, all over get, again. Get the Shantix and in two weeks I'm, I'm better again because mm. I f- fell off the wagon. Um, Nicotine's a hell of a drug. Hell of a drug. So uh, Rory has to screen DAR applicants and has to, uh, you know, sc- you know, make sure they have their genealogy notarized. Yeah, they can't just let anybody <laughs> in the DAR. Yeah, to prove that you came over on the Mayflower. She gives, uh, <laughs> she gives Emily... Information about the fact that Constance ha- had dropped an Altoids tin and was full of pills. Um, and she's really enjoying this. Later, she's... By the way, did we ever see Constance in any of these episodes? Or is this somebody we're just constantly so. talking constantly talking about? I think it's just some person we don't know I was like, yet. Did we meet her at that uh, beginning f- social function where Rory whispered to Emily or... I don't know. Mm, I don't think so. Yeah. So, and also Rory's hosting mambo class or substituting tuning it. I, I love it. She's like I, using vinyl and she's like, I can get these all for you on CD. And they're all like, ha 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 ha. <laughs> yeah. This is her, uh, her hours at the, uh, nursing home, mm. which this is not like any nursing home I've ever seen. <laughs> Most nursing homes. They're like, Never mind. Just sitting around. This is, I mean, I'm sure a nursing home in Connecticut is different than a nursing home in Alabama. Well, you know, they could have had those cocoon pods in their pool. Oh. That yeah. usually gets you know, the old folks up and dancing. 
Yeah, Rory is just the hit of the old people. The mm. old people love Rory. The thugs like Rory. Yeah. The yes. old people like Rory. The DA like Rory. Oh, everybody loves Rory. It's all working out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan shows up and he's looking a little. He's kind of like, okay, are we getting out of here? So they go back to the pool house and uh, apparently they have sex. And uh, apparently they did it in. I mean. <laughs> They're on. They were. They did it on the couch. Yes. There's windows everywhere around. Yes, that, that is a very glassy. I mean, pool house. Yeah. What? I I don't understand. You know, I I don't quite understand the. Maybe she had between, curtains made. I don't. I don't know if that how how pop, how busy that area like is the like I somehow picture the pool house near the driveway, but it can't be. It's got to be like Mm-mm. behind that behind yeah. the house. And maybe Richard and Emily use the uh, use the intercom. They're like, "We're coming Gosh, around. So. Is it is it okay? <laughs> we don't want to interrupt you." Maybe they're giving her like plenty of privacy. I don't know about that. I do not. I mean, Emily pulled her out of bed and changed sheets underneath her as she was getting out. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Oh, I wanted to note that um, Logan is not proud of his nipples in this scene. He has his blanket what? pulled up over his chest, <laughs> and he is not showing off his nipples in this scene. <laughs> okay. I didn't notice. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Logan, I guess, has been on a, on a vacation to Gloucester Cheese Festival, and then we hear a story about Colin falling for a milkmaid, and uh, yeah, we'll get into that, but uh, – um, Rory realizes that he's tr- not, he's trying not to talk about school and she's like, no, 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 it's fine. You know? And he's like, well, come to have breakfast with me. And, um, <laughs> yeah, there's this whole thing where she's like, oh man, I just realized you haven't even seen the bedroom. And she's saying it like innocently. And he's like, oh my God, you're so pushy, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a whole, I don't know. It's, you know, joking. It's not. Oh yeah. Cause he was like, oh, I hate it when you work blue. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's so old fashioned. That's <laughs> work not. Blue. Uh, so yeah, Rory goes to this breakfast place, I guess. And just so you know, we're at the end of episode three and Rory mentions that she's already completed 125 hours. This is how time works. Maybe she is working like you. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Logan says he has to go. And by the way, uh, it looks like Logan hurt his pinky during their lovemaking. Because his pinky is all bandaged up. No, that, they talked about that. That was with the the cheese racing the cheese down the hill. Uh, yeah, I must have missed it. Yeah, so when you're rich, you go to weird parts of London of England and you do weird. Uh, what's that? What's that word that I can never think of that means weird? <laughs> uh, goofy, eccentric, strange, eccentric. Okay. Yes. All right. You do eccentric things like that. Uh, and here it is pinky. See, I thought it was a, a lovemaking accident. I prefer to think of it that way. And I prefer to think there's something going on with his nipples that he does not want anybody to see. <laughs> Maybe he has pectus. Oh, gosh. Ben, pectus dentist or something like that. By the yeah. way, uh, it was mentioned uh, on our podcast about how mm-hmm. Jeff Gold- Goldblum has that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah. That weekend, I went to see Jurassic Park. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I saw a double feature, E.T. and Jurassic Park at the drive-ins. So, uh, you know, everybody else being safe, you know. Uh, and Did your yeah. kids enjoy it? No, no, no. I didn't bring them. I went by myself. 
<laughs> Are you kidding me? The one seven or sorry, one <laughs> one's eight and one six. Like I'm not going to uh I mean I know I was uh seven when I saw E. T. and uh, uh you know I saw it. I, I remember my, my parents brought me to the theater twice to see it, but I don't know. I, my kids, they're really sensitive. Like I, I guarantee I bring them to a movie like that at night. They'd be really upset about it. And Jurassic park. Are you kidding me? It's like a, <laughs> that, that they're definitely waiting for. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Jeff Goldblum does a mm-hmm. little bit of shirtless time in uh, Jurassic park when he's injured, he's laying there. It's, just, it's actually, you know, famous, uh, you know, memes are made out of the, Jeff Goldblum laying there with his shirt open, you know? Uh-huh. Yes. And uh, for the first time I noticed his, there's something going on in the middle of his chest and mm-hmm. it must be that. Yeah. I had no idea about that. And I don't, I don't mean to like pick or anything. Um, uh, yeah. Lots of people have it. It's yeah. common. We have, uh, uh, I have patient. I don't know at what age you have it corrected, but like it's, I have patients that are like college age right. that have it fixed. Um, I have a flabby belly. Um, that's mm-hmm. something I'm cursed with. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. The I'm shaped just like my dad. So yeah, Rory, Logan goes off to school. Rory sits alone. And then we see this moment of her standing on the campus, watching the new Yale students being brought to their dorms and all that. Why? And then. Why? Then we fade into the. Why? D- why? Why was she there? She was there because she was going to breakfast with Logan. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought that was like a Yale campus breakfast place and he was going to school right afterwards. So she went there to eat with them before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's watching a tour and then all of a sudden it fades into her at the DAR where she looks like an old maid as, uh, Emily is welcoming new members to the DAR. And I guess she's, yeah, it was very sad. Like she's, Becoming indoctrinated. All right. And yeah, I am just like, I mean, it does something for Logan. <laughs> for me, I'm like, oh my God, you are, you are being Emilyed. <laughs> you mm-hmm. are being completely, uh, um, all right. Next episode. Last also, episode. we have to mm. talk about the bangs. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Rory has bangs. See, I, you know, I just don't, I'm not good with hair talk. It, it, it appears that she has different hair. I didn't even realize. Yes, she has bangs. Suki has bangs. Okay. Lots of bangs this year. Okay. Do you approve of bangs? Never bangs, right? Um, what you th- said before. No, I mean, Rory looks really good with them. Mm-hmm. Um, my problem with bangs, with me, is I've got like two cowlicks, and they don't hang right on my face. And also, when you have bangs like straight across, it makes your face look wider. Mm-hmm. And I have a wide face, and I need a haircut. See, I have layers. My hair's layered to make my head, make my face look narrow. Hmm. Well, you know what William Hung says. What? She bangs. Okay. Okay. Next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Always a godmother, never a god. Um. Okay, so I get the godmother part. I don't understand the god part. You? It's just a take on the always a bridesmaid, never a bride. I mean, I get that, but it's just kind of like, well, what are you going to do with that? Uh, I don't always know. Always a godmother, never a god. Like, always a godmother. Like, I'm always a person that is in charge for their, you know, 
has been put in charge for the religious upbringing of uh, my friend's child, but never actually the person that they worship. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's, I don't think it's. I think it's just a cute little <laughs> thing. I don't know. My first chapter: Lorelai misses riding the bus with her sister. Uh, <laughs> Lorelai is going through some videotapes, and uh, Luke's trying to make her skimp down a little bit, or she at least she's volunteered to do it, but she can only find <laughs> two to get rid of. Okay, the night that she went and stayed with Luke, they the guys, the contractors, the, the construction guys, moved her bedroom downstairs. Now her bedroom is in the living room. So she's right. using this time to clean out her house. She has all these videotapes that she needs to get rid of, but she has, like, Falcon Crest from 1981. <laughs> and this, I think this riding the bus with her sister, I think it was it a TV movie? Okay, listen. <laughs> you did you she, do some research? Not really. I just looked it up. Uh, she mentions this, and I was like, <laughs> "Okay, that's a joke." Riding no, the bus I remember with, this with Rosie O'Donnell and Andy McDowell, and then at directed the end, by oh yes, directed by Angelica Houston. Uh huh. Um, and at the end of the uh, episode. She sits down and starts watching it. And, you know, she wanted to watch it with Rory. She was thinking this is the kind of movie I'd watch with Rory and, you know, make fun of or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it's not the same. So she fires up the movie and all of a sudden we see Rosie O'Donnell on the TV set. And it's just she's doing this, like, really outrageous impersonation of a uh, mentally handicapped person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, you know, it's 30 seconds of it. So, I, you know, I... I don't want to totally judge her performance, but mm-hmm. it seems like they caught like a really like just stereotypical. Uh, it just seems like a stereotypical portrayal, you know, uh, very, very Dustin Hoffman, but like a- as Rain Man, but like even more childish, like, like almost like there's something about Mary, the, the, the brothers, <laughs> the Frank and beans brother. I was thinking, as the when the episode ended, I was like, "No way!" Like they had they made up this stupid thing, and they had Rosie O'Donnell cameo and film oh. a little thing at the end for Lorelai to watch. And I was just like, "That is like almost like I don't know, like a little bit cringy to, to see that." Like, did they really film that to make fun of something that would? But then I looked it up. And I was like. Wait, no, it's a thing. It's actually a movie. <laughs> Which uh yeah, I uh yeah, I uh, I saw a couple of reviewers had uh compared Rosie O'Donnell's uh uh the the voice she uses as uh pretty much sounding like Pee Wee Herman. Uh, <laughs> so uh yeah, I'm never gonna watch that movie just just in case we're anybody's looking for a bonus episode. <laughs> um so anyway, uh, I was just very stunned that that movie is a real thing. So anyway, uh, so we go to the Dragonfly and Jackson says they need to baptize their kids to pacify his family. Here is another one. Okay, this is a big deal to Jackson. When's he going to mention this to Sookie? Uh, while she's working? Like... <laughs> And it's like, it doesn't seem like religion is a big deal. I hate the fact that it's like, yeah, but this is like tradition. So we have to do it to make my family happy. It's like, do you, do you really have to? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, yeah, like 
you're not close to your family. Why do you have to do this? Right, right. Like, the, and they don't seem to live in town. They all seem to have to come in from out of town. So he could have been mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, we totally did that. <laughs> pictures. Oh, it was too sacred in the church to take pictures. Uh, <laughs> but uh, totally did it. Ask the babies. <laughs> But yeah, Jackson's like, listen, I put up with stuff for your from your family, and I was like, Sookie has a family. Where where did her her family? <laughs> no, my her apparently he had to go to her stuttering cousin's uh, Nicholas Nickleby play, which lasted nine hours. With, <laughs> uh, yeah, I I probably would have lasted like four, and then was like, that's it, I'm done, <laughs> and walked right out. Imagine sitting watching anything. For like nine hours mm. I don't know um, Alright so uh, Yeah Suki has a All of a sudden has a headache or something And it's because she had to do math Which is a mm-hmm. is a, is a bit um, mm-hmm. Yeah so Lorelai says Hey why don't you have them stay at the inn You're part owner And I was like that's right mm-hmm. Also what happened to the guy wooing Lorelai About her inn <laughs> oh. <laughs> And how much Suki was or was not involved in that decision. Mike Alexander, whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ma- Armstrong. Mike Armstrong. What That's happened? Right. Here we are, episode four. Have they mentioned any of that yet at all? Mm-mm. Nope. I don't know. Is it still hanging over his head? Has it been forgotten, much like Max Medina? Uh, who knows? Um, Only to come up later. Like <laughs> yeah. Next season. Yeah. yeah. Lorelai's going to run into Mike Armstrong and. In a in a coat closet of some sort, and be like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I never called you." Uh, all right, more cuteness with Paul Anka again eating the eating his food in the dark in a yellow bowl that apparently he picked out himself. <laughs> <laughs> so Lorelai tries calling Rory about the movie to watch with her, but nope, it the uh, phone has been disconnected. Mm-hmm. So we go back to the dragonfly, and I just wrote, Suki is sputtering again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they act like his family are a bunch of hillbilly yokels <laughs> that they don't want to deal with. Like, it's really kind of ugly. Yeah. And then Jackson runs in. He said he had a vegetable emergency. That's why he was he was late. And uh, they give Lorelai some news. It turns out that Bo Belleville... Thinks Lorelai is a horn dog nympho because Rune told him, and I was like, "Awesome! Not only we're going to see Bo, we're going to see this. We're going to see Rune again. Rune's going to be back, but he never showed up. But Mm-mm. I mean, freaking! Uh, oh my God, Nick Offerman! Nick Offerman was hilarious. So funny! Oh God, so funny! So funny! How he he like licked his key. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's great. I've been doing a, you know, I always have an ongoing Parks rewatch going on. Um, Oh, yeah. You know, some days they show a marathon of it all day, and I just leave the television on all day and watch it. It's so great. Oh, it's the best. So, um, yeah, we talked about this earlier. Sookie found a cake topper with Luke's exact butt and says, and he said, she asked him, when's the date? Um, And Luke seems to be resigned to waiting for Lorelai to make up with Rory. That's 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 his holding pattern, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else happens? Oh, they go back to the we go back to the dragonfly, and I just wanted to note that their bookshelf, where the rare books were that had gone missing, are now filled with DVDs. 
And I just wanted to make a note, classy place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would prefer it, but. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know. You're in this nice place having a luncheon and you look over to the right and there's like, you know, three copies of Dodgeball, a true underdog story. It just, I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> scream like New England, uh, rustic country feel to me. I, I don't know. Um, so, uh, yeah, Suki asked Lorelai to be the godmother. And there's a, oh, would I need a wand? Ha. Uh, and then she says, actually, I need two godmothers. I asked Rory too. And Lorelai's like, well, how about like all these other women that we've never seen on the show, but you seem to associate with. Uh, and then Suki's like, oh, I guess, uh, I guess I'll have to go tell Rory that I can't ask her or something like that. Or, And then Lorelai says, oh, fine. Um, and then Lorelai is in her living room bedroom. What? Wait, hmm? Michelle is talking about the Bellevilles saying that they're people that they go in the grocery store <laughs> for all the free samples and they use uh, perfume out of magazines. You can right. tell by the cuts on their wrists, Ugh. the paper cuts. Like, it's just so ugly. Yeah. He just hates everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. also, how does he know? He doesn't know them. <laughs> is, he, is this just things that he's heard Suki say? I I don't know. Huh. So yeah, like I said, living room, bedroom. Lorelai sits and thinks, and then tells Luke she knows that she knows what Suki is doing, and she's going to go along with it. Um, my my next chapter is Rory continues to pretend she's doing something worthwhile. Uh, the maid is here for Rory's seasonal clothes. Emily calls from Helsinki, which is is populated by the Walking Dead, apparently. Yeah. And Finland. I'm, Finland. Yeah. Is that where Helsinki is? Yep. I just I, that looks like the least alluring of the, you know, the Nordic countries. Yeah. It just looks so dark. I just think dark. Dark and when cold. I think of yeah. Finland, just ugly. Uh, and also, apparently, when it snows six feet, they won't even fly in those conditions. Can you believe it? <laughs> uh, so Emily asks Rory to cover this mixer for her, so Constance doesn't use this as an excuse to oust her. And uh, and yeah, Rory's left with about five outfits to wear to choose from. So we go to the mixer. Rory's trying to run things in her old maid outfit. And uh, Rory is doing an Emily. She's riding the caterers and uh, schmoozing with the, the fellow you know, socialite ladies. And then Logan just walks in just underdressed. Yeah, and he looks terrible. He yeah. has like bags under his eyes. And he's not friendly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she is just killing this mixer thing. Mm-hmm. She's... Uh, She's really turning into Emily. Mm-hmm. So he has to wait in the pool house. And so when Rory gets to the pool house, things are a lot lighter. There's drinking. The the Colin Finn people are here. Um, and uh, so is Colin's milkmaid, who Colin is annoyed by. She's lost her appeal. Oh, and meanwhile, this is Finn awful. Is, ta- is calling for a uh, someone of the female species that he can disrespect as well to come hang out, and you know he'll settle for Lor- uh, settle for Rory if uh, Rory is not with Logan. 
And uh, yeah, they leave to eat, and uh, Colin leaves the the milkmaid, the lady friend. Behind. Yeah, Rory's like, Colin, you're le- you left, you forgot your milkmaid. Yeah. Okay. How he's just oh, he this is a human being that he brought from another country. She can't speak English. How is she supposed to get back home? Right. He doesn't care. He wants her away from him. This is gross. I hate the fact that, that we're like that. That's all we. That's all we. I mean, maybe more of this situation is in future episodes. But for some reason, I just I felt I felt really bad for this girl, and uh, and that's it. That was all we yes. see about it. Disturbing. That's, that's disturbing. It. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Logan looks so bad. Mm-hmm. And he was so rude to these women. Like, he was not his usual mm-hmm. charming self. I mean, I'm, star- I'm starting to think Logan is an alcoholic. Did that <sighs> cross your mind? Nope. Nope. I mean, there's always drinking going on. So that's a possibility. But I think there's something going on that we're going to... I mean, we, we find out at the end of the episode that he's... This is his last year in school and he is going to be... He's going to be a Huntsberger now. So I'm assuming there's some sort of family pressure that we're going to learn about uh, coming up and is mm-hmm. definitely affecting him. Mm-hmm. But I also saw through it like, well, obviously they're going to try to be done with Yale now um, because uh, now they're getting Logan out of the school. And Rory uh, and, and Paris has an apartment with Jonathan that's not at the school. So maybe mm-hmm. they're trying to move move the show out of Yale. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah. The last little scene I want to mention is uh, Logan and Rory are uh, sleeping in a completely fully lit room, and uh, <laughs> and Rory's up. She's got to go to the baptism, and Logan's like, "No, no, no, stay in bed." And uh, I was just wanted to mention right here that Logan is okay with his nipples now. The nipples are out. <laughs> he's not pulled them up like he's scared of anything or he's bashful. He's just laying there, half conscious. With the Pointer Sisters sticking out, so uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know what's going on here, but this I don't might know be why some. You're, why are you noticing Logan's nipples? I would, I'm not even lo- noticing Logan's nipples. The one, the thing that the thing that I noticed was in the, the previous he episode. So subconscious of yeah, him? he had his he had his he had his blanket up to his his neck. Yet it pulled up as if he was covering up, you know, a pair of boobs or something like like a girl usually does. And now he's not. And I'm like, why? I don't know. Uh, All right. So, uh, yeah. Rory has two outfits to choose from. And she asks Logan, which one goes better with a baby? (laughs) So, uh, Next chapter, Hep Alien invades Radio Shack. Um, So we go to Luke's. Zach is shaved. We have the whole song stuck in his head. He's trying to remember. He's trying to think about how to record it. I'm thinking he should just use his phone, but whatever. Um, <laughs> right? Do we have phones that recorded yet at this point in life? I, I don't I know. I think so. I mean, uh, also, Zach, yeah, no beard now and is looking very crisp and gloverish. <laughs> I, I, it just struck me how much he looked like George McFly with like blonde hair. Um, all right. So at Lane's apartment, uh, we find out the boys used tour money to pay for a bunch of computer and recording equipment. And they went in her underwear drawer. Yeah. I mean, it was partially their money. So, um, yeah, it is true. It's like, why, why is Lane 
taking control of why is Lane taking control of this money and and forcing them to live on very little money not you know eat hardly anything while they're gone on tour hoarding this money away and they're not deciding as a group what to do with the money it's just it's hoarded. not it's not fun on shows when people just talk to each other about things and work <laughs> things out like like normal like richard oh, would say okay. like rational people okay and and not be hysterical with each other um yeah by the way this stuff that they bought I mean, mm-hmm. I, they must, if I, I sure hope they bought it all used because that's more than 9,000. I mean, you have a Mac tower there. That's one of the things they they bought, but like there's an amp there. There's uh, several different mixing boards. That's way more than $9,000 of equipment they have there. Um, okay. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, they were shopping for a mini recorder and then apparently they got really upsold, which makes Lane freak out a bit. Um, and then later, um, the boys are now bored with the, the recording equipment and just kind of gave up. And now, um, Lane is, uh, reading the instructions and figuring it all out. And that's when Rory stops by. Oh, hi character. We haven't seen in a year. (laughs) (laughs) We're friends. Remember when we were friends? Yeah. (laughs) I I showed up a little early to Stars Hollow so I could come by and see you for a minute. Lane's like, I know, I know. We keep we keep saying that we're friends, but for some reason, the show keeps sending you off to other places. <laughs> I don't understand. Maybe I should be going to those places. Uh, anyway, so uh, Lane gives the update to Rory. There's yeah, Zach are Rory's like, so are y'all, are y'all having sex? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, girl talk is a little more. <laughs> You we got to cover the bases. We're this not is, as direct. We got 42 minutes. We got to get, you know, what, what's the last thing we talked about? Oh yeah. 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 The whole thing where, yeah, she's the only one that could, that, uh, um, Rory's the only one that Lane confided in about that whole situation besides Zach. So, mm-hmm. and Hey, what about Logan? Oh, it's, is it, it must be seriously. She's like, Oh, it's a uh, seriously, uh, exciting. <laughs> so. Yeah. I can't pin him down. He's just, He's, you know, just everywhere. He's flying planes made out of paper mache. He's mm-hmm. just, he's just all over the place. And also Which taking. sounds like she's spending it in a positive yeah. way. <laughs> taking time off was absolutely the right decision for me. And I wish my mom could understand. And Lane mm-hmm. says that a rift is nature's way of balancing things out. Because Rory and Lorelai were two peas in a pod before, but now it's. Now that it's like something big has ha- has to happen to make up for all that time they didn't fight, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Next chapter, baptism of fire. Uh, so we're outside of church, and we have Kirk going up to Rory, and he says, "This is the suit they buried his, my dad. They buried my dad in," <laughs> which is a great joke. But also, I was like, "Wait, I just heard that joke." Uh huh. So you know what I'm talking about? Uh, It sounds very familiar. Uh, Yeah. I've been doing an office rewatch because, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, life is safer in a post 9-11 world than it is now. (laughs) So I watch shows from the early 2000s apparently. Um, The Office I've been watching, uh, the the season two finale is called Casino Night. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, if you remember the episode, is where they put a do a casino night in the the warehouse, and uh-huh. and Dwight 
shows up with a tux and he's like, yes, this is the tux they buried my grandfather in. <laughs> and I was like, wait a second. Did Gilmore Girls rip off Office or did Office rip off Gilmore Girls? And it turns out the Office ripped off the Gilmore Girls or the guy, they, the, guy, the person that wrote the episode was Steve Carell. So, really? So, I didn't know he was a writer. I guess so. He's hmm. he, he's credited as writing that episode. Um, so yeah, Rebecca Rand Kirshner, you should get some uh, royalties from uh, the the office for, for taking your joke because apparently Steve Carell is a Gilmore Girls fan. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like a whole like year later when Casino Night airs um, past this. Yeah. So, um, so Kirk wonders which side is Davy and which is Martha. It's the whole bride and groom thing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So it turns out Jackson's being forced to being baptized too, because the day of his baptism, he's got a quarter stuck up his nose. Uh, so yeah, Rory approaches and they have this whole like slow motion, like, ah, uh... <laughs> I know, like, it took Rory forever to get to the church. <laughs> I know. And it's like, yes, it's finally happening. They're going to talk. Uh-huh. Everything's going to be okay. It's going to be fun. They're going to be reconciled. And they, then Lorelai and Luke can plan their wedding. Yep. And nope. Mm-hmm. Interrupted by the p- preacher. Yes. He wants to talk to both godparents in his office and talks to them. And Lorelai admits that she that she and Rory are lapsed uh, from religion, but she believes in good over evil. And I had a Bible once and I gave it to goodwill. And isn't it good? Like that when that, isn't that a good thing? And Rory's like, I read lion, witch in the wardrobe and I buy lots of girls. cookies. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know the whole, like the, when she pipes up and says she read the lion, the witch in the wardrobe, I'd cracked up because it just seems so like, I don't know, naive. sounding. <laughs> it was just funny. Uh, it is this whole thing where Bo drops a bunch of change on the floor. I, I, mean, I didn't get that, that all about. I don't know. Does that have something to do with Jackson sticking a quarter up his nose or? No, I don't think so. I don't know. Anyway, Bo's going to be Jackson's godparent or whatever. <laughs> so, uh, the Reverend starts with questions. Lorelai realizes that suddenly realizes that Sookie had Rory's cell phone number because how else did could she have gotten a hold of Rory? And so both Gilmore girls walk out to argue with these poor, terrified babies in their arms. Well, not terrified. They look pretty indifferent. But still, I was like, can you give the babies back to? <laughs> yeah. Um, what's what is the baby's? What is the boy's name? Davy. Davy. I can never remember that. Davy was playing with Lord Graham's necklace. <laughs> um. So, uh, Rory says she lost her phone, so she just got a new one with a new number. But, you know, we did that back back in the day. <laughs> we were like, who cares? Maybe if we have burner phones. <laughs> Although, I don't know. I, I remember I, I changed my number uh, maybe one or two times. Both times I was just like, new number. Like, hey, this is my new number. I don't know, It just feels like, I don't know. I've had the same number for so long, but. I know. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Suki at the reception admits that, yes, this was the plan to get the two to patch things up. And uh, meanwhile, Bo is acting skeevy. So Lorelai goes up to him and says, all the things that he's heard were not true. And then it, it go, we, going over the facts, actually, yes, all those things are true. But it doesn't Wait. exactly add up to her 
being open to sleeping with. Why didn't you just say this? Oh, go ahead. I'm I'm just dying to bring this up when he licks his thumb and touches her sleeve. Licks his thumb, touches, and he says, "Now let's get out of these wet clothes." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he says. He says, "Well, Rune said that you had a, a." a kid and you've never been married and that you dated around. Yeah. She was like, yeah, 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 that's true. But okay, whatever. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a ho I'm a horn dog. <laughs> Doesn't add up to her being like a, somebody who's really easy. It just add, means that she's an, an experienced dame, but she could have just said, yeah. And I'm engaged now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is there something to the fact that Lorelai doesn't tell Bo that she's engaged is it because it doesn't come that easy to her to say openly to people that are not in her inner circle uh, I don't know I don't, I don't know I don't think so I didn't it didn't strike me as being that she says I'm going to get some potato salad and he's like oh I get it <laughs> <laughs> so Rory comes over and offers her number and em- Lorelai says she's going to call Emily and have uh, a note left for Rory if she needs to talk to her, much like Sookie did to get um, <clears throat> a hold of Rory before. Mm-hmm. So, yes, uh, um, Rory is next driving away from Star Solo on her cell phone. Uh, and uh, Logan says Logan, Logan says on the phone that he's graduating early so he can be a Huntsberger. And now he's ready to run to New York City with her. Be ready in 20 minutes. And Rory agrees. And yeah, then we go to Lorelai's and she's watching that dumb movie without uh, Rory. And she says, it's not the same. So my voice cracking means we're about done podcasting. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh my gosh, would that not be wonderful for your rich boyfriend to call you and say, meet me at the airport. We're going to take a helicopter to New York. Don't pack a bag. We're going to go shopping. Yep. Oh my! That is that would be a twenty-year-old girl's dream come true. That would be my dream come my true. My dream come true. <laughs> hey, this is Matt Zuckery. <laughs> I heard it's your forty-fifth birthday, and I just wanted to say that we're gonna go jump in a helicopter and go to New York, and I'm gonna buy you things. All right, Matt Zuckery. <laughs> no problem. So far, you're my favorite Rory boyfriend, even though you're complicated. All right, so um, that's the opening of the season, and uh, I'm just going to say before before we uh, uh, get into the episode titles that I'm just going to make a prediction based on some things that I've heard from our guests um, that I'm just going to assume this rift is going to go on all freaking season, and it's going to be really annoying, and uh, this is the reason why we binge watch. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, so, uh, looking forward to seeing how this all, this all works out <laughs> in this, uh, uh, final season of the Paladinos. Yes. <laughs> Was she, what, were they going through some sort of negotiations at this time? And like, she's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make this show really miserable. I'm going to burn it to the ground. Yeah. yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't know when the, uh. Negotiations were, or or what? A, but uh, I'll try to look it up, see if I can find any more detailed information on why they parted ways. Uh, okay, so episode five is we've got magic to do. 
We've got magic to do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there could be another mystic hammer that comes into play. Um, <laughs> we've got magic to do. Magic. And, and, and just assuming there's going to be some sort of... There's a magician that comes to Stars Hollow <laughs> and Lorelai goes and has three wishes. And one of them is to make Rory like her again. But then I realized, then, then it turns out that, you know, she, she has to lose all her hair in the process. And, you know, it's like a whole, it's whole, uh, um, you know, you, you can't get what you wish for something. My brain is fried. Move on to the okay. next episode, please. <laughs> Welcome to the dollhouse. Welcome to the dollhouse. Uh, that was a movie. Mm-hmm. I saw it recently. Hmm. It's good. Um, I yeah. This is. I'm assuming that uh, this is this is definitely referencing uh, Rory um, being a you know a re- maybe maybe uh, maybe she's coming around to not liking how much control Emily and Richard have over her life. You know, like she's a doll in their house or something. I don't know, something like that. Okay. Uh, 21 is the loneliest number. Well, this must be Rory turning 21, I'm assuming. And then realizing, like, Paris, she's burned that bridge. Um, Lorelai, she's burned that bridge. And Lane might be busy with her band. And she's got to celebrate her birthday alone. And let me hear your balalakas ringing out. <laughs> Yep, I have no idea what that means, but uh I'm I'm here for it. Oh, oh no, somebody comes back. <sighs> oh gosh. Um hmm. That's a good clue. Um well, gosh. From the sound of your voice, it's either going to be Christopher or maybe Jess. Somebody like that. Not Dean. Dean's Dean's uh riding with Dean right now, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. So it's one of the two. If you're saying you're gasping and saying somebody's coming back, I'm. It can't be Max Medina. <laughs> no. <laughs> Billy Burt comes back. What happened? John Hamm comes back. I was not that boring, actually. <laughs> Robin was right. All right, cool. So those are the four. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, maybe we'll try to get a guest next time. Uh, reach out to us if you're you you want to come back on the show. Um, Guests that have been on the show or, you know, if you're a person that uh, uh, likes podcasting and we don't know you very well, it might be a little weird to be like, hey, come on our show, stranger. But maybe something will work out. I don't know. Um, ask Steph. <laughs> there, are, there are no strangers in podcasting. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We're all friends here. Fam. We're fam. We're a family. Yeah. When you're when you're here listening to this long unedited binge cast, um, where really we could have just broken this up into like four different episodes, and uh, you know, release them singly, so it would be easier to listen to. But maybe you know, if you're like me, you got me on one point five speed, and uh, you're just booking right through this. So, mm-hmm. right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, see you all next week on. We don't want to wait. La 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 ba, 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 ba. <laughs> I gotta learn some bapas. Where are those chords? Send ba, me chords, ba, ba, Gilmore ba, Girls fans. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs>
<laughs> bye bye. <laughs>